Welcome to Sister Stories, curious investigation of the lives of amazing women of the world. I'm your host, Betsy Weersma. Today's sister story is Sister Stella Sabina. My name is Sister Stella Sabina. I was born and raised in Uganda, grew up in Kenya and Uganda. I've been living in Indianapolis for 18 years. And I founded an organization it's called Shifting Ideas Through Education for African Women. I learned about female circumcision when I was in high school. Uh, one of the girls was circumcised. In my, in my tribe, we don't circumcise. But one of the girls was circumcised and her friend betrayed her and told us she was circumcised. As teenagers, you, cannot, you, can, you can imagine, we ran after her to undress her to see what she looked like. We didn't know what we were doing, and I really regret that I was part of it. And that is the beginning of my work, because as I grew older, I started researching to find out what female circumcision really was. I did my research in one of the... Um, slums in Nairobi, it's called Kibera. Most of the, of the women there had been circumcised and they told me their stories. I couldn't help crying. I went a couple of days without writing anything but just listening to them because the stories were so horrific. So after that, after writing that paper, submitted it, passed, I still continued to think, what can I do? to make a difference in the lives of the girls and women that are subjected to female circumcision. What do you do in Africa? You don't have the money, you don't have anything. Well, I thought maybe I could get some people, some mighty people, and we go in the tribe and say, stop this. It doesn't work that way. You have to take steps, you have to learn the culture, you have to learn, to learn how things are done there. That took me a while. And then the wars in my country. I was born in war for independence. And I mean, the wars have continued throughout my life. So that was a great distraction to what I was, you know, thinking ambitiously to do. So the distractions of the wars ended me in the United States as a refugee. And I lived in Pittsburgh. I went for my master's degree in, at Duquesne University. And I taught school there. And my duration to stay in Pittsburgh expired. I went to Washington, D.C. I almost lived on the street <laughs> because I didn't have the money and they had not hired me in school. It was so hard. I had to prove, to prove myself. With my accent, it was so hard to get a job. But in, at the back of my mind, I was always thinking, how can I help the people at home? Even though I was a refugee, I had no papers, uh, papers to stay in the United States, but I still thought I could help. So I filed for asylum and got the papers, and uh, I said, okay, this is it. I asked people who knew how to found organizations, and they said, you can't do it. You need lawyers, you need, you need a lot of money to do that. But one day I woke up and I said, I'm going to found this organization. I went to Baltimore and filed the papers by myself with no lawyer. I think that is God's way. Otherwise, I, there is no way I could do it by myself. And I, I was so timid. I had an accent. I, I, I had low self-esteem, actually. 
Uh, after I found the, organize, the organization, I thought, okay, what do we do now? If I start begging for money, who will give me the money? There was nobody to give me the money, but I still continued talking to churches and different people. And I got a chance to start teaching at Wabash College. And there I found people who were interested in what I was doing. And I took a group of students and teachers to Uganda to research more about female circumcision. And what we found, leave alone what I had written in my papers, it was nothing because we visited the women who really do the circumcision to find out why they really do it. And we had to bribe. Um, I, I don't bribe, but that time I had to because the trip would have ended as, you know, in nothing. So we talked to the women and they were so open because we gave them money and they said, we wanted to find out the reason why they do what they do. This started with men long time ago, in order to have power or dominion over women. They brainwashed the women to do that. I don't know where they got it from, but different uh, tribes in Africa do, do it. Some religious, religiously, others culturally. Then we came to the girls who were uh, the subjects of that year. There were 12 of them. We met in a small hut and we asked them, are you really ready for circumcision? And they said, yes, we are. Why are you ready for that? And you know some of the girls have died. You, you can bleed to death. This can happen to you. And they said, because we will be able to go to the granary to get food, we will be able to fit in community. When the community, there is a community gathering, we can speak. You know, that is the way they have brainwashed them to think that you can only fit in after being circumcised. That's how you become a woman. Uh, we, we gave the money to the um, elders that, you know, we had bribed. They left. After they left, we, we asked the girls, are you sincerely looking forward to being circumcised? They said, no. Would you please help us? They said, unless we are in school, we can't survive this. When we are in school, because our parents don't pay tuition for us, they let us grow. So we came back and started raising money. We started with five girls and I didn't know where we were going to get the money. I started working so hard, really, really, really hard. And we kept those girls in school. 505 girls and women have gone through our program. Currently, we have 35 girls in school. And those are in school because of um, uh, an organization called Camp Experience, which is in Colorado. It helps us a lot. It helped us a lot, especially last stories. year, Part of the to Global interview some of the girls Network. that we're about to we be are women who amplify our And the number and now has grown to 35 to girls in school. With and the good news, we have four girls who Global are in college. For the first time, we have leadership down. With that, with education, we are sure this organization will go on and they will go back to help others. And we make them sign a paper you have to go back and help others. And they promise they'll go back to help others because Sister Stella is going away tomorrow, is dying tomorrow. But that will not stop. We have to stop female circumcision and all the other oppressive traditions through the people who are from that tribe and through women. Have courage, that's the first thing. Trust in your maker, trust in yourself. Don't go by yourself. I mean, I believe in the power of one. But I also, I don't underestimate the power of many. 
So go by yourself, sell the idea to the others, share and mobilize others to go with you on, the, on this journey because it is not easy. For me, I'm so proud now. I feel so happy about the Camp Sisters in Colorado. So happy because of the help they've, they've, they have lifted me up. When I came last year, I was about to give up. But now I feel so uplifted and so strong, I will not stop fighting for the girls. Rise up, rise up, all women of Africa. Get education, all women of Africa. Rise up, rise up, all women of Africa. Get education, all women of Africa. Thank you for listening to Sister Stories, part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. We are women who amplify our voices and are committed to inspiring people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more, globalsisterhoodpodcastnetwork.com.